getting any further away I found a nice house in the bay We could go there, but there's fire and earthquakes of Anger Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. Hope everyone is staying healthy and safe, and if you're not feeling healthy, I hope you're on the road to recovery soon. This world feels like utter chaos lately, and sometimes it's kind of hard to cope at all, especially right now. But fortunately, there's been a record this spring that's helped make it all a little bit easier to handle, and that's Warrior's own You Are Someone You Know. This week's guest, Lauren Denezio, released You Are Someone You Know a few weeks ago, and 
it immediately had this feeling for me like all their records do. Relief at feeling a little bit more understood. That's something that Lauren has always been able to communicate, and their latest entry is no exception. Whether you're feeling the turmoils of climate change, political change, or personal relationships, they've documented it all in a way that is both sonically and emotionally compelling. Lauren and I chatted about this, their impact on show spaces, uh, scene, and so much more. So with that, let's hear some more Warriors and then get into the interview. music of the indie rock persuasion how are things in la good yeah they're going going great that's great to hear and stuff um i'm thinking of trying to visit la actually at the end of the summer and everything so i hear nothing but great things about things over there yeah no it's it's super nice and especially if you miss the like intense summer heat it's it'll be nice that time of year yeah, I'm hoping so. Um, we'll see. It's going to be like end of August and stuff. So, Yeah, that's fun though. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, I'm really excited to meet you and be able to talk to you about all the awesome things you have going on here and stuff with uh, with uh, your record coming out and everything. This is 
got to be super exciting. I'm seeing lots of hype online and everything for it. Yeah, no, we're really excited. I, I can't wait. It's been a while since we recorded it. So I just, <laughs> just wanted to talk about it already. So yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, so before we get into all that, you know, I always like to learn a little bit more about like the background of the person that I'm meeting in there. And for somebody like you, who's been involved in music for some time, I kind of want to hear about like when you first kind of fell in love with music and what made you decide you wanted to pursue it for yourself? Um, well, I mean, I always listened to the radio as a kid. Um, I always sort of think about that as um, the way I really got into to music or to like, you know, popular music and rock and stuff like that. Um, you know, my, my parents listened to um, music that they liked around the house. And um, I, I started, I started writing songs pretty early, but even just as like a, like a casual fun thing, but like, you know, listening, listening to what was on the radio at that point, which was, um, you know, anything from like grunge and like singer songwriter kind of like, like Jewel, Sarah McLaughlin, like the, when I was little, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, um, like, I, I think it's just that like, before I ever listened to, to punk specifically, mm -hmm. I still was, was interested in, in like pop music and songwriting in general. And, um, yeah, then it was like a lot of people at that point, like I just got really into green day <laughs> and <laughs> like green day and rancid and, and, you know, um, was lucky enough to live in an area of the country where there were a lot of DIY local shows as well. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what really introduced me to other people who were making music and being in bands and putting on shows and actually being a part of the music scene. Um, yeah. So it wasn't until, yeah, like the late nineties that I was like in, into that sort of stuff. Sure. But the radio, you know, <laughs> that's such a cool fusion that you've kind of gotten yourself into. Cause I mean, growing up on like radio pop and stuff, that's such like a, that's so much fun to have as a kid. And then like, I feel like you've fused some of the best elements of that with your songwriting, as well as like the punk elements, the politics that you'll have sometimes surface, all of that. It's really cool. Thanks. Uh, for anyone who's listening, who isn't familiar with Warriors, can you share a little bit of background on the project and like, you know, what made you decide to start this band? I know you had previous projects like The Measure and all that, but, um, mm -hmm. What, what got you excited and ready to create what you're doing now, which is Warriors? Um, well, Warriors started as a side project and um, it was really just a way for me to play music with other people because I had only ever been in one other band before and it had been with um, pretty much like the same people for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, so Warriors was definitely, um, the first time I started something after really kind of having a handle on my own songwriting and the way I wanted to be in a band. And when my first band, The Measure, um, ended, um, it was just sort of by accident that Warriors became the main thing. And um, because I was the primary songwriter in that scenario, it, it was really just like, okay, well now this is, 
this is my musical outlet. And um, because I really prioritized touring also, um, I realized that it was maybe a good thing to to have it be my project and not necessarily make everybody commit 100% like to being in the band all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, like we started in New York, we're a Brooklyn based band still. And um, you know, there, there are lots of folks playing music. There are lots of friends that are, that are in a whole bunch of bands and um, it was really fun to get to play with different people um, while still having it be my primary project and and it could be a much longer running thing Mm -hmm. um so so that I mean that's how that's kind of how it started um but but yeah I mean it's it's always just sort of been my like my project and um it wasn't until we put out uh Cruel Optimist that we started touring at all Mm -hmm. um because yeah, it was, it was a side project for a long time. So it wasn't something that I necessarily thought of as like recording and touring and, and being a constant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, put out that record and I was like, okay, like this is, this is fun. I'm into this. Let's give it a shot. So, yeah. That's so awesome. And like, as a result of you kind of letting it be your project and kind of letting different friends, it seems like join over time and stuff, like having like Mike Yerrick as your drummer and being able to collaborate with so many different people. Do you feel like that um, has uh, fostered your creativity at all or like given kind of new input to your songwriting style? Sure. I mean, I think it just gives both myself and like the rest of my bandmates the flexibility to try new things and, Mm -hmm. and, because it, I mean, there's definitely consistency across our records, you know, like a lot of the same people have played on, on each of them, but, um, you know, I think it, it kind of takes the pressure off in a certain way. Like my, my bandmates play a lot of their own parts and, but, um, like at the end of the day, I'm making a lot of their creative decisions. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it, it's helped. It's helped me like push that a lot, I think, because it's kind of all up to me. It's like, okay, well, what do I want to do? Like what, um, what new things can we try? Um, what are my bandmates, uh, strong suits and you know, what do they like? And I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's that much different than like any other band, but I, but I do try to take advantage of the fact that like, um, that my bandmates are really up for anything, you know, they have a lot of fun with it too. So, uh, so yeah. That's really neat. Cause then it's like, you get kind of like, I'm sure as you're experimenting and stuff, you get more confident and excited about the song too. And the fact that you get to make these like big decisions about your records, that's, that's really powerful. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have a lot of fun with it and honestly, like recording is one of my, favorite things <laughs> like being in the studio is awesome um so what's your favorite part about being in the studio um i i mean i think it's the fact that um i get to be in the room mm-hmm. with my bandmates or with our engineer or producer and um like being there kind of all day every day mm-hmm. uh, you know we have days off and stuff but it's it's really 
a more intense period of collaboration that you don't really get at other times. Like even if we have long rehearsals or whatever, it's not, it's not really the same thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just be, I like being locked in a room and making music for like 10 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It can be really fun from my understanding. And like, um, I know that like with this record and stuff, y'all were kind of, from my understanding, like sending demos back and forth and stuff. So it was probably really special to have everything kind of come together in the studio space too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's neat. And like, uh, you did a live recording this time. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot like a quote unquote live record. Um, it's just that a lot of the, um, I guess like a lot of the rhythm section is recorded live. Like we, started everything by playing it all together um you know obviously like there are overdubs and stuff and it's not it's definitely not like what people what you would think of as as a live record but Mm -hmm. um, I think it definitely captures the general energy of the band in in a good way so oh definitely and like that's one of my favorite things about listening to your records is like the energy that I experience in a live show translates really well in the recordings it seems like consistently I know you've worked with different engineers and stuff but like it's just something that uh, is just really well done on your music. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally the, the goal. Like I, I like that translate. I like the fact that we don't sound wildly different live. Yeah. It makes it a special experience because it's like, it kind of like hits, I think a little bit in the slightest way more whenever it's live. Cause I'm just like, Oh wow, this is like, it's the perfect experience. I get to be in the moment of having that music, you know? Yeah. Um, what was it like for you to kind of like write and record, um, put this entire record? Um, this was a, re- it was just a really, um, awesome experience. I, th- I think partially because we're not all in the same city anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of, um, not, not pressure, but we had to be really prepared when we, um, were rehearsing, like when we all could be in the same place at the same time. And, um, so there was a lot of intensity in that. And then also a lot of, um, like responsibility on my part to go back and like really work on the demos on my own. And and I think I learned a lot about like recording and demoing things at home in a way that I didn't need to before when we could all just hang out and practice and, you know, Mm -hmm. whenever we want. Um, so I and because we didn't have that much time in the studio, we really had to know exactly what we were doing ahead of time. Um, and between the demoing process and working with Johnny Nello, um, you know, it, it was it was a really unique experience. I don't I don't think we we'd worked like that together before. So it, yeah, it was great. That makes it really special, I'm sure, then. And it's like, if you're able to kind of just, like, go into the studio and just, like, hammer it out in that way, that's really neat. Yeah, and it was really it was really great to have feedback from a producer who I really admire and who was really a great cheerleader for us and um, was just super supportive and psyched on the record. So, um, yeah, it's like, that's all you can ask for. When, like, everyone that was working on it was, like, really excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was really great. That's so awesome. And like, I feel like um, this is a really intimate record, like just with the way that you kind of open it, it feels like you unpack 
so many ex personal experiences in the sense of like, it feels like you, you open it as like the end of the world kind of scenario in the literal sense of like climate change and like um, trying to make life decisions too. It's like um, you almost use the end of the world as like a metaphor, not just for like, you know, in a literal sense, but it's also a metaphor. It feels like at times for the end of what can feel like your world. Um, what was it like for you to kind of like piece this together? And like, what made you decide also to ultimately share that with us as listeners? Um, I mean, I, I feel like my songwriting has always been pretty personal. Like I haven't really shied away from that. Um, yeah. so that wasn't necessarily a new part of it, but I think that, um, you know, in the, in the way that, you know, the personal is political, mm -hmm. I try to use, um, you know, various parts of my life or my experience to, maybe get at what a lot of people are going through right now um mm -hmm. and this really general apocalyptic feeling and trying to get through that and trying to like see a light at the end of the tunnel um so yeah i mean it just it, it's like it for me records come together pretty organically so i don't i don't ever really go into it thinking like this is a concept record and like this is what all the songs are going to be about um mm -hmm. but but as we're writing it usually becomes obvious like what songs are going to go on the record or what songs go together and and um you know what the general feeling of it is um because it, it definitely comes together as a as a whole uh work you know it it it's not just like throwing 10 random songs on a record but um uh yeah it, i don't <laughs> I don't think I, I went into it thinking like, well, this is going to be a really personal one because that's just like my life. Like that's just, <laughs> so. Yeah. I see that. And like, um, that's one of the things I've always liked about your records and stuff is like, it's just got this like candid transparency and stuff. And like, um, it always just feels like you're, you're sharing so much with us as listeners, like musically, lyrically, all of it. So it, it was really interesting to unpack this one and stuff and like I said like the whole like metaphors and stuff and like in a literal sense I can't tell you how many times I actually sit and think I'm like is it the end of the world <laughs> and <laughs> like is this it <laughs> um just with how much of like a hellscape it's been <laughs> over like the last couple of years and stuff so it was kind of like a validating in a way to have you open this record with that kind of like sentiment <laughs> thanks yeah 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 um and I love that that's something that kind of, uh, you, you just do that consistently, it feels like, throughout this record and stuff. Like, um, I really found Power Couple interesting because I feel like um, not enough people think about what it means to be in that position, the implications and how, um, like how a relationship can really impact you and stuff. And particularly whenever you are in kind of like this position of like being recognized as such and like not understanding the inner workings of being in that relationship and stuff. And it sounds like you grappled with that a bit here and stuff. Was that something that you were kind of trying to convey here at all? Um, yeah, I mean, trying to think of how to put it. Like, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that it was like intentionally trying to show like, behind the curtain of um of that specific kind of partnership so much as 
um, maybe the kind of pressure that you can put on yourself when you think that you go together really well with somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that, you know, cause I feel like, um, you know, no matter, no matter who you are, you can meet people who like are wonderful on paper for you, you know, like that, that, um, you know, whether that's like, what you do in your free time or like personal qualities, like, you you know, you can meet people that you think are a great match and then like assume that it's going to work or that those things are going to mean certain things. And and it doesn't always happen that way. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I don't like, yeah, it's like, that's definitely a really personal song, but I don't think I was trying to say anything specifically about, um, like a, about other people's relationships. <laughs> that makes so, yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. And if anything, it's like, I feel like uh, it, it, it's just interesting because that is something that I think a lot of people can kind of relate to in a sense of like, you know, realizing a lot about connections and stuff and thinking through that relationship and how it impacts you ultimately and stuff. And that kind of reflectiveness throughout the record was just something that really stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting because, like, I felt that actually in the ending of the record, Grand Closing might be, like, one of my favorite album closers I've heard in a long time. It was just really powerful. Um, And I think that a lot of the time in, like, in punk music and and anything that kind of, like, kind of fits within that kind of niche, it's like it you don't hear a lot of songs that feel like there's an acceptance of – growth and change in particular and stuff. I think a lot of time uh, there's just always this energy to like push back. And I think that was such an interesting kind of like energy that I got off of that song. Um, what what was it like for you writing this song and kind of choosing it as your closer? Uh, well, I think that, I mean, the, the song definitely um like developed and changed over time in a way that was really fun. Um, and the way that it builds is something that I think we all like wanted to make happen. It, well, it's like one of those things where you're like, wouldn't it be cool if the song did this at this po- point and you don't know whether or not you can actually pull it off or like if it's actually going to sound the way you want it to. And, mm-hmm. and we just really, really had fun with that. I think from like a rock standpoint that Mm -hmm. that a lot of this record is really calling on a lot of the um sort of like guitar driven dynamics that we like a lot so um yeah it just it it just made a perfect closer to me anyway like even before we like part of the reason it's called grand closing is because it's the last song on the record in addition to what the song is about Mm -hmm. um So yeah, it just sort of, it just sort of came together that way, honestly. Like, I think that was, that's one of those songs where like, when you kind of know before the other songs are done, that it's either going to be like the opener or the closer, like that's just suited for that. So, um, and I, and I think it puts a really interesting cap on the record as a whole. So, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really difficult song to write. I'm partially not excited about singing a lot of these songs every night, but you know, it, uh, they're a lot, they are a lot of fun too. So, yeah, 
Um, I feel like one of the really fun songs that you have on this record is actually um, Big Feelings. I love the video that came out with like the skating and all of that. You filmed yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, myself and uh, my sweetheart just shot it on our phones, like the cameras on our phones. And um, yeah, I had never done anything like that before. Just sort of winged it and figured it out and like got a bunch of people that we didn't, we didn't even really know, um, uh, you know, who we found through friends and stuff. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was totally one of those things where it was just like, yeah, wouldn't it be awesome if we made a, uh, skate video, but it was all, uh, folks on roller skates and none of them were cis men. So (laughs) like, that's just, that's just like something that I wanted to make. And then, um, it's nice when you have the excuse of a music video to get to do something like that so right yeah it looked like everybody was having so much fun and then like I at one point I, when I was watching it, I'm just like this would have been I would have been so stoked if I heard a song like this in like any of the older like skate videos of like the late 90s or like you know if it had been included in like Tony Hawk pro skater kind of stuff like if I heard a song like this I would have been so stoked as a kid no absolutely and that and that's the thing it's like a lot of um I mean, I, I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater as a kid, like when it first came out, and like those mm-hmm. sounds were awesome and turned a lot of folks on to, um, to punk and hip hop and um, just like a, a lot of great stuff. So, um, you know, that that's not something I think about very often as being a big influence, but, but I mean, obviously it's like, if you grew up listening to punk rock, you know what skate videos are, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool because it's like it gave you a chance to kind of have one of your own. So that's really neat. Yeah, I totally could tell it was a lot of fun. Um, so goofy music question for you. Um, one of your song titles is, of course, like Chicago style pizza is terrible. So with that in mind, what is your ideal pizza? Oh, well, I mean, it's just like a New York slice. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> A New York slice, I really like, um, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of white slices. Mm, yes. So what it's like, it's like, um, like it's both mozzarella and ricotta. Yep. On it. Um, love it. Uh, and I mean, I've always been a fan of Sicilian pizza also, but, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just like a, a good New York slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd probably lean more toward New York with uh, having lived in Brooklyn and stuff too. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, white pizza is one of my favorites too, with like the spinach and all that too. Just, yeah. 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 It's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, had to ask that at least. Cause I was like, yeah, that's a song on the record. Definitely have to at least bring that up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so much of this record in general, though, it feels like you kind of give yourself and others just kind of like a moment to really breathe and embrace some of like the struggles going on. It seems like whether it's personal, global, all of that. Um, was that something that you kind of like intended to kind of have as like a feeling through this record of like, you know, it's like, hey, it's OK to feel all these things and um, process them in your way? Yeah, I mean, um I, I, de- I definitely think that that, um, that came together on this record and, and that, that is definitely my general vibe 
right now for sure um i like making music that speaks to that you know or can create a space for people to feel things <laughs> even if it's not like hitting you over the head with like policy or politics or something that like um there there are things that um yeah that I, that i think are just like important to think about and music can help you do that and like can help you have a space for that and it can it can just be cathartic and like that's that's always what it is for me definitely yeah i i got that vibe immediately from from this record and it was nice to kind of have a space and like kind of let my own experiences and my own understanding, whether it's personal or stuff that's political and all that, it's like those thoughts kind of bubble to mind without having to be direct anyway. You know, like I, I can think about what issues impact me or the people I love and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's, that's definitely there. And it's almost like your music just kind of guides more toward that thought on this record more so. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's so awesome. Um, so, I know I mentioned a lot of songs that I'm really excited about and that I love on your record, but what are your favorites? Oh, it's weird. Cause like, I mean the, the singles we've put out so far. Um, I mean, I, I really like all of them obviously. Um, but I feel like, I mean, honestly, it's like, there's not a song on the record that I'm not really excited for people to hear. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that, songs like end of the world and grand closing and and chicago style piece is terrible are <laughs> that i think are not wildly outside the box for us but are but are sounds that um maybe aren't as common on our records that i'm really excited about sharing and, and you know showing those ideas um and and yeah, it's like, or it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like all, I, that's a terrible answer, but <laughs> really, really all of them. And that's, that's why I'm excited about the record finally being released because I think the whole thing is really something that we're all really proud of and really excited for. So, um, so I hope, I hope people, I hope people all have like their own favorites. Cause I, I feel like, you know, no two songs are, are wildly alike. So. Yeah. Now they all each kind of like leave a different mark and feeling and stuff. And then it's one of those times, it's one of those times with like a record where I have a different song that hits me differently each time I go through and I listen to the whole record. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm most excited about every time I listen to it. It's like, Ooh, you know what? Grand closing hit really hard today or like end of the world fit my mood today kind of thing. And it, that's been one of my favorite parts about this record is being able to just kind of like let, let different parts of it kind of impact me from day to day, you know? Oh, it's awesome. No, I'm glad to hear that. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, with that kind of in mind, what's something you really want your listeners to get out of you or someone, you know? Well, um, I mean, I, I think there's a certain, um, I don't know, like, trajectory of um like music that i've been a fan of for a really long time um or to certain like narrative rock music um that i feel like we're participating in that that i hope people can connect with and reflect on and and um 
you know, especially in this particular moment, mm -hmm. you know, writing a record that, you know, does talk about the current political climate or um, like socio-political climate, along with just like relationships and um, friends and personal stories. Um, I, I, I'm just excited to hear how people connect with it um, in a in a personal way because like it's not it's not a record that um, you know I have one thesis point for or you know that you're supposed to take away a, a, a specific thing um, but I but I think that there's something for a wider range of people than than you might think. I guess, in general, about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's so awesome here because, like, that's honestly been one of the qualities that's always, like, draw me to your music. That's, like, how universal it can always feel to, like, listen to your music, to process it. And it's, like, these experiences are very much personal to you, but, you know, it's something that I feel like anybody can get something out of. They can feel empowered by it. They can feel understood by it. Um, and I know that that's what a lot of friends who also enjoy your music have said too it's like you know everybody feels kind of connected and understood and felt in a way and i feel like this record is like the perfect embodiment of that feeling that i know i've had as a listener oh thanks that that's that's awesome um because i mean i think that it's really it, it's always fascinating to me at our shows to see the kinds of folks that show up um because i don't think our fans are any one specific type of person and I and you know I'm so psyched when <laughs> you know we'll we'll play uh you know our own shows and and the front row is like so obviously it's like all like ladies and queer folks mm -hmm. and like having a really strong um presence in a space that it, it isn't always that way um but then there are there's plenty of um folks who aren't queer or cis men or um you know folks who are a lot younger than me folks who are a lot older than me um and you know we definitely get a lot of people saying like oh like i know that like i'm not your usual demographic but i really like your band and i'm just like no like it's this is for everybody like this I, you know if you connect with the music in some way i'm not here to tell you that you shouldn't um, I don't know you, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I don't know what, you know, everyone's experiences or, you know, um, other people in their life that, that may inspire certain things. So, um, yeah, so it always just, it really excites me when people who, um, might not share my specific lived experience, um, connect with our, with our music. And so I, and, and I think that that, um, is something that, that I can really see in this record specifically. So. Yeah, definitely. That's something I've always like observed in the shows that I've been to that you've played where it's like, it feels like such a, um, a community space where you do get like a wide variety of people who are like participating and engaged and like are singing along and dancing and having a blast. And like, um, I've always respected and like loved the fact that I just feel like embraced as a woman and like, my friends who are like LGBT and stuff, it's like they feel embraced and heard and seen too. And like, I, I just really appreciate the emphasis that you put on making sure that 
marginalized voices are just as embraced as everybody else in the room too, you know? Of course, totally. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. And I feel like you do that in so many other areas of like, not just your music career, but like with your visual art and um, the work that you do with like your newsletter, Get It Together. Um, I love, I look forward to those every week because it's like, it's my Monday motivation <laughs> whenever that hits my inbox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what made you decide to like share that with everybody, you know, put out this newsletter and kind of like, I don't know, get people hyped. <laughs> Um, I, well, I mean, it started out, uh, I mean, a long, uh, kind of a long time ago, I used to make a zine called Get It Together, and it was about um, kind of being self-employed or or being um, just someone who, like, has a lot of self-initiated projects and things, and it was really just a way to talk to friends about it. Like, I feel like I didn't see a lot of... Um, sharing of of that stuff out, outside of like DIY punk like you know mm-hmm. doing and things like that like you know maybe people were talking about that but um I didn't really see a lot of or, or there wasn't a way for me to immediately access the group of people that I knew who were also doing similar things mm-hmm. um or you know the way that people post now on Facebook or you know any social media saying like hey how do you do this thing like, does anyone know where I can go get this thing made? Does anyone know where I can, you know, show my work or get a new job or what, whatever it is? And, and I feel like um, I just wanted to, like, I, I wanted to have, like, one place for that. And then um, once that was sort of its own thing, I realized that, like, really that encapsulates a lot of what I do, both with Warriors and visual art and other things. Um, I just kind of made it all one, one big mailing list because I didn't get multiple emails basically. But um, but it but it was really something that I I realized a lot of people there was a lot of overlap there. So you know a lot of a lot of people that listen to our music um, might also like my artwork. They might also want to hear about those other topics and you know building a creative life for yourself. Um, so. Yeah, it's just it's just a really nice thing to be able to talk about and hear from people about. And um, you know, if if you want to get an email from me every week, sign up. For- <laughs> and like, it's it's um, I, I think it's a way for me to share things that doesn't feel like I'm just shouting at the void. Like everyone has to choose to be there. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, that's so awesome. Cause like I know for me sometimes when I. I I sometimes just hit the occasional creative rut and stuff. And like, um, I am one of those people that kind of fits that intersection that you're kind of describing of people who like love your music, love your visual art and like looking to kind of like build and do creative things and stuff. And like, um, I feel like it's one of those places where I'm trying to kind of like grow the podcast and stuff and like try other ways of communication outside of just recording with my microphone. You know, it's like, I, I feel like this is like a really great resource, even for me, much less like other folks who are out there trying to kind of like be self-starters and do things for themselves, whether it's like in the sense of like a career or trying to start like a DIY project of any kind, you know, it's just, it's really awesome. And um, it's, it's great that you put all that together, you know, probably almost a, almost a kind of a silly question in a way, but like, you know, where do you kind of start to like gather these ideas to kind of share with folks? Is it just kind of like 
ideas that you've accumulated over time in your career as a creative or like where, where does that kind of like creativity for you come from? I mean, I think, I think a lot of it is definitely stuff that is, is just, um, or it's just things that I wish other people had told me. Mm-hmm. So realizing that, um, a lot of what I've ended up doing has been stuff that I've figured out for myself. I mean, I, I went to school for art, so I have, I have training in that. I took piano lessons as a kid, you know, like there's, you know, uh, you know, some like quote unquote formal training, but a lot of the ways that I've made things into larger projects or touring or recording. And it's, it's all just stuff that like I figured out and asked people about and learned from friends and, you know, um, was kind of winging it for a really long time. And, um, I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't like have to be that way for people. And it also doesn't have to be something that is like mystifying. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think a lot of, a lot of what I end up putting in the newsletter in that regard is, is definitely stuff where stuff will just come up in conversation with friends, you know, or or we'll be working on something or, um, you know, I'll put a new project out there and think like, Hey, like, okay, how, how can I show people that like, this is not difficult, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) like you can, you can make, um, some really wild things happen if, um, if, if people can just sort of give you the tools. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just fun to share those things. It's just fun to make things a little bit more accessible. Um, and I can nerd out about that stuff all day. So (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I know for a lot of people who want to get involved in like creative projects and don't know how, like having that process suddenly more accessible, hearing from somebody who, you know, has had some success with these projects of any kind, whether it's music or, um, visual art or anything like that. That's just, I feel like so motivating for so many people because they're like, oh, this person has done it. This is what's worked for them. Maybe I can try it now because it's worked for somebody. And yeah, that, that's so awesome that you push to kind of make that kind of information available for people. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely just really important to me. And, um, yeah, just sharing those resources and also, um, you know, let, letting people know that, you know, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, 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 you have to do the work, but at the same time, it's not impossible. So, right. um, so yeah, I just like talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love learning from other creatives, how they've like found their way of approaching different like work that they do and stuff so that's that's so cool and yeah i highly recommend anybody listening please check this out this is really awesome resource i know it has been for me yeah um so kind of fun question i like to throw at the end of every interview um if you could play a show with any three artists bands that can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead who would you like to play with uh well uh, the clash immediately obviously. <laughs> um yeah uh well it's like it's a difficult question because there's just so many but um i'll just i'll just go with my gut reaction i would say the clash uh 
Billy Bragg and Nico Case. Ooh, yeah. That have have not happened or and or will never happen. So <laughs> some of them might. Um, who was it? Isn't Nico Case doing a tour this year? Yeah, I mean she's definitely playing shows. Yeah, yeah. I think um I think Mississippi might have gotten on a couple of those or something. So that'd be sick if you were able to play some shows like that. Yeah, no, one day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the for the tours that we've done, it's like nothing is impossible to me anymore. I'm just like that it sounds like a wild thing to think about, but you never know. So yeah, maybe one day I'd love to. Yeah. I always like to send those well wishes to people and stuff because I'm always thrilled when I end up finding out that a friend is now playing this awesome show that they mentioned like a while back that they wanted to do and stuff. So that'd be awesome if you ended up landing that kind of opportunity. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, I totally hope so. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, Lauren. Um, Where can everybody keep up with you online? Um, well, we're on the internet at, uh, warriorsmusic.com. Most, um, like social media stuff is all Warriors Music. Um, I have my own, uh, art Instagram and, um, yeah, get it, get it together. You can sign up for like through my website, through Warriors, but also at getittogether.substack.com. Awesome. Everybody subscribe to that newsletter and please be sure to check out you or someone you know. It's an awesome record. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Walking near the water, I can see the fair spot you said you would. Then you got drunk and all our friends So don't you dare fuck this up So this is how it goes And this is how I walk now So this is how the This is how you sleep.
You just heard Warriors. Thank you to Lauren for taking the time to chat with me about their new release. Um, I've always been such a huge fan of Warriors. I feel like it's one of those bands that has kind of really shaped me, put me on a trajectory here for how I feel about music, how I feel about politics, how I feel about how music and politics come together, um, and also just about kind of being honest with yourself and your own experiences. And Lauren, their music has always been something that has helped shape me and my experiences and moments, and that's something they've done for a lot of people. So it means the world to have met somebody who I've long respected in music. So thank you so much, Lauren, for taking the time to talk to me. Um, be sure to grab your copy of You Are Someone You Know off of 6131 Records and off of Bandcamp. Be sure to pay for it because artists really need it right now. And by the way, stay tuned for new tour dates with Brian Valen and more by giving Warriors a follow on social media. And please subscribe to their awesome weekly newsletter. It's amazing. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all the podcast episodes, please visit anchorgirlmusic.com. If you're interested in pledging your support on Patreon, please feel free to visit the website or at patreon.com slash anchorgirlmusic. Every patron gets a shout out on the website and the pod, and more. So thank you to the following monthly patrons, Molly, Carly, Kendra, and Sam. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and support each other. Bye for now.
gets me farther If it's a party you're after You won't always get that from me I'm perfectly happy to lay in the sun And I'm master and leaning 